Supporting One's Parents, Part 4, Dividing the Obligation of Support Between the Children. In the previous lessons on this subject, we explained the ruling of the Talmud in Shulchan Aruch, Yerudea chapter 240, Halacha 5, that although we rule that children are not obligated to support their parents, that only applies if the parents are able to afford it themselves. Well, if they cannot afford to support themselves and don't have savings to support themselves, then the obligation to support them falls upon the children. In previous lessons, we discussed in length regarding the amount of money that children must pay to support the parents, and if it can come out of their charity funds, such as miser money. In this lesson, we will review a very sticky question, which at times can cause friction in families, if not properly and peacefully organized, and that is the, divide, the division of the obligation amongst the various children. Who has to pay to help support the parents and how much? Is it dependent on gender? Boy versus girl, son versus daughter. Is it dependent on your economic state? Rich versus poor. Is it dependent on your age? And so on and so forth. So we have a clear ruling in the Ramal Yeridea chapter 240, Halacha 5, based on the ruling of the Rishainim, the Agos Maimonis, the Maram, the Agos Ashri, the Maril, as recorded in the Beishesif, that in the event that there are many sons, then the sons are collectively responsible for supporting their parents, each one in accordance to the amount that he can afford. Thus, if some of the sons are rich and some are poor, then only the rich sons are obligated in supporting their parents. Hence, clearly, we rule that we do not divide the, the obligation equally amongst all the children, but take a look at their financial state. And those who are rich, which can be defined as those who have more income or those who have less expenses, would be required to help give more than those who have greater expenses and less income. Now, if one of the sons is poor to the point that if he were to give money on behalf of his parents, then he would need to collect money on behalf of his own self or on behalf of his family who he needs to support, meaning he doesn't have enough money to support both himself and them, then he is completely exempt from supporting them. And the entire obligation falls on all the other children who can help support their parents and afford to do so. Hence, whenever a decision needs to be made in the family to give a monthly amount to help support the parents, the individual member of the family who will be in charge of collecting the funds should inquire as to how much each one can afford and not place a set amount on every family member without inquiry. In the event that one of the sons ended up giving more money than he's obligated to give and he has ability to prove it, then the post can rule that he is able to demand the money back from the inheritance money that the brothers will eventually receive from the parents. So if he was wealthy and he took upon himself to support his parents completely and his other brothers who likewise were able to support but just didn't go ahead and do it didn't take part, then technically, by the time that a Yerusha becomes relevant, he can ask for reimbursement for the extra amount that he paid that he did not have to pay. Now let's tackle one of the main questions, what's with the daughters, or the sons-in-laws? This whole time we've been mentioning the term sons. However, in truth, this is not, this is not meant to be gender exclusive. Whether it's a son or a daughter, all are equally obligated to help support their parents each in accordance to the amount that they can afford. However, regarding a son-in-law, here's where it gets a little tricky. Usually, all the income in a married couple's home, according to Jewish law, belongs to the husband, which would mean, in this case, the son-in-law. And why should the son-in-law be obligated to support his wife's parents? It's not his obligation. So practically, while we do find a dispute amongst the poskim in this matter, everyone agrees that if the son-in-law is rich and is able to afford to support his, his parents-in-law, 
and there are no sons, or the sons cannot afford to do so, then he is required to fully to support them. So if a couple only left daughters, they have no sons, everyone agrees that the obligation would fall on those daughters, meaning on the sons-in-laws, to help the support, to help support their parents-in-law. Now in the event that the parents who need the support do have sons, and the sons are able to help support them, then if they cannot fully support them themselves, then the sons-in-laws must help to support them as well. And only if the sons themselves are able to support their parents on their own, is there a dispute as to whether the sons-in-laws are required to participate. From the Yerach HaShulchan, it's implied that only if the sons cannot support them themselves are the sons-in-laws obligated to join, otherwise they're not obligated. However, according to the Chavis Yair, the sons-in-laws are always obligated to help support the parents-in-law, as their parents-in-laws are no different than any other relative, as well as that a son-in-law is obligated in his father-in-law's honor. Hence, practically, the suggested approach is as follows. Whenever parents need a certain amount of money to be raised to help support them, or support an extra expense that they can't afford, the sons and daughters, including the married daughters, and perhaps their husbands, the sons-in-laws, are to be involved in the discussion, and each is to give as much as they can. Ravel Yashif suggests that in the case that there's no issue of lack of affordability, then the sons should pay up to 20%, while the son-in-laws should pay up to 10%, which is half the amount that the sons pay. All in all, the main thing is that there needs to be a family discussion about this, which includes the sons-in-laws, in order to clear everything out and abide by the halachic obligations that each son and son-in-law has towards supporting the parents. Thank you for listening to ShulhanArcharav.com. Our free services of making Torah knowledge available to the public depends on donors like you. Please help us continue our work through making even a small contribution at shuhanarcharav.com under the daily halacha dedication section or in the subscription page. Also, check out our online courses and many safarim available for purchase that will both enhance your Torah knowledge and help support our work.